Yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with your laser. I told you you couldn't get through. Well, then maybe it's time for a smoke. Mullets and Memories, a MacGyver podcast about MacGyver. Season 6. Greg, I don't even want to play any music or any sound clips from this episode. I don't blame you. I have no desire. I don't. I didn't even pull audio for it. <laughs> I didn't take any notes. I. Mm. Welcome to Mullets and Memories, everybody. I'm your host, Dave Champa. I'm your other host, Greg Klein. <laughs> this is Mullets and Memories, episode 112. And today, Greg and I will be discussing rather briefly season six, episode eight, MacGyver's Women. <laughs> oh God. Listen, uh, guys, here's the deal with this. This, coming off the high of Harry's will, <laughs> to go into this was a real slap in the face to it, not only Greg and I, or just the people who would have tuned in the week after to see this on TV in the, in the 90s. Like, clearly they didn't strike gold twice. There was no gold there was no fool's gold. They just found a big pile of wet poop. It, that clearly, it was like the Bozers thought they found gold, but when it turns out that it was actually just dried bear scat, <laughs> that's all it was. Because that's what this episode was. God, there's a, a lot pile of grass of, in this gold. A pile of dried bear scat. There's the episode title. <laughs> a pile of dried bear scat. <laughs> Gee, there are a lot of little animal bones in this gold. <laughs> god oh i just like and they picked and again i'm not a sexist and in fact i'm all for the impairment of women and i think it's very important but like they picked three female characters from the show that no one would have th- i would never have thought that these three women would have any impact on macgyver's life like they're th- i think some of the more recent women in right. the episode so that i think the characters were fresh which Especially, is, um, what's her name? The, the uh, Murphy. Murphy. Yeah. Lieutenant Murphy. And even Maria from The Wall. Right. But like the other one they had, so they had they pulled in, so you have Lieutenant Murphy, then you have Maria, and now you have this uh, girl Jenny from the episode Runners, which was at the middle of season four. So we're talking two whole seasons ago right. that she has not been seen. And it's just like, I think if they had given it t- three women who were a little more affluent in MacGyver's life, like if it was maybe Penny, yeah, and I'm trying to think. Um, um, I would even say Penny, Nikki. I might even have, I might have oh. been okay with Nikki, who was throughout all of season three. I would have been okay seeing Nikki in there rather yeah. than any of these people. And I'm trying to think. I had a third woman that I was thinking of on top of those two, Deborah Deborah. Yes, but she's dead. if she hadn't died, <laughs> if they bring her back. I think it would have been great if like she had shown up in MacGyver's dream. Well, you know what? She totally could have because it was in MacGyver's dream. This is the thing. It could have been like two women and then MacGyver dreams about it and Deborah is there cuz he got really close to falling in love with her. He did. Or he did, as he, we saw from the sunset fell, kiss. He fell in rub if if he went love with Deborah. <laughs> And Deborah turned out to be a psychopathic bitch. Exactly. Psych- psychopathic. <laughs> a psychopathic bitch. 
<laughs> yes. Oh. So oh. I think I think you kind of gave it away right there. This episode takes place in MacGyver's mind. It, once again, I, I think they were trying to strike gold. No pun intended. I think they were trying to strike gold again mm-hmm. because I don't know how successful Serenity was, but it was a cool idea to kind of incorporate in the world of MacGyver. And I think they tr- they were really trying again because, as I said last episode, they clearly jumped the shark. Oh, my God. There were so many sharks in that episode. At the end of that episode. Not to say that wasn't a bad episode because it was a really good episode. Mm-hmm. But this is very clear. This is stupid. That they had completely run out of ideas of what mm-hmm. they wanted to do next. I mean, you can tell that Greg and I are avoiding even getting into the conversation because it's been almost five minutes. And we're still talking about anything but the plot of this episode. I don't even... I, having to talk about the plot would mean that we would have to relive it. When we just watched it, it's 9.07 p.m. Greg and I finished watching this at 8.56. <laughs> That's how long ago we watched this. 11 minutes ago. Yep. We finished this episode, and I don't want to talk about it again. So, we're going to try. We're going to try to power through it. Okay. We're going to do our best mm-hmm. because we owe it to you guys. We owe it to our listeners who have been with us since the beginning mm. to give it our all. And we're not going to do that. So I'm sorry to all of you. <laughs> this is going to be a really bad episode. <laughs> all right. Here we go. And that's the end of the episode. All right, um, Dave. <laughs> it's just like, no. Okay. So MacGyver is pulling back into the house, uh, the houseboat. He's in, he's in the Nomad. It's a nice, nice sit. The, the truck's gone. The truck's gone, right. We don't know where his truck went because it's not in the parking lot and he's driving his, his Grandpa Harry's old Chevy Nomad. Knowing MacGyver, he probably Chevy? donated yeah. it. It was a Chevy Nomad. Yeah. Knowing MacGyver, he probably donated it to like the Challengers Club mm-hmm. so that they would have like an extra vehicle there. So they could smash it up. Yeah, so they could just smash it up. Exactly. <laughs> so, okay. So MacGyver and Maria, who he had seen on the wall... They're coming back from a vacation. And then it seems like things are getting pretty serious between the both of them to the point where Maria actually asks MacGyver when they're walking back into the house, why won't you commit to me, basically, is yeah. what she asks. And Mac was just like, well, that's not really an easy thing for me to talk about, even though I want to. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, but why don't you want to talk about this? Right. Like, why don't you want to bring this up? Like, he always avoids it. He always avoids that because I think he knows that in his head, which is what happened with Deborah mm-hmm. and Lisa mm-hmm. from earlier in the series, that every time he either proposes or falls in love, they either try to murder him, or they get murdered themselves. <laughs> so that's probably so why he's afraid of it. So yeah, MacGyver's had uh, commitment issues because everyone he commits to dies. Right. So I think it's funny that he was like, I don't really want to talk about it, but I do want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Because he almost died and watched Maria get killed in the wall. Right. Yeah, So they've true. got a lot to share. <laughs> Watch Maria get killed in the wall? Yeah. Well, no, actually he didn't, because he was dripping with goo. Upstairs in the toy store. <laughs> so right. they go. So they go inside the. They go inside the the, the water boat. Oh God, <laughs> we ate this episode. The houseboat, and uh, Lieutenant Murphy, who we have seen just recently in Lesson of Evil and Deadly Dreams, is dressed as a prostitute on MacGyver's couch. She's mm-hmm. got a wig on. She's reading a magazine. She's like, she's, "Where have you been? Where have you been?" And no sooner does she say that, and she gets up, like she pulls her wig off, and she's like, "Oh." really long hair <laughs> that our old friend jenny from runners comes down the stairs wearing nothing but macgyver's hockey jersey and like comes and gives macgyver a big hug yeah and at this point maria right before they came in maria's wondering like why macgyver can't commit to all these women and mm-hmm. now here he is standing in the middle of three women who have been a very effective part of his life mm-hmm. 
and we cut to later that night because MacGyver gets really awkward in front of the women and he goes so who wants Chinese for dinner and then just like storms off get some Chinese <laughs> and then it does like a cut to the table at like all the like on the coffee table all the empty cartons and stuff and all of the women are like curled up not curled up but like huddled up together on like the couch right and MacGyver's by himself on one of the chairs like kind of right kind of like bleh, listening to them be like yeah guys just don't want to commit to to marriage and they don't want to do this and that and he's just getting all uncomfortable and Max you got the hands up against his head he's just like oh my god guys and he's so he finally he sits up and he's like, all right, listen, I've got something to say about this. And then he gets up and goes to bed. He's like, I'm going to bed. <laughs> then he gets up and goes to bed. He gets up there and he's like re- clearly shaken by mm-hmm. the fact that these women are like questioning his commitment level. Right. And he pulls a VHS tape out of his collection. I didn't see what it was. But of course, all MacGyver does when he needs to go to sleep is throw on a Western. Right. So he flips his TV on. He puts the tape in the VHS, the VCR, lays down on his bed nods his eyes off and then we have a cool transition to serenity immediate like it's like there was no build-up like they 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 expected the audience knew what was going to happen right and he he closes his eyes and all of a sudden they're they're in the west they're in serenity which is not the same serenity that it was in the first serenity definitely not the same serenity (laughs) absolutely not and so we see macgyver he's he's helping out the local blacksmith Mm. who's got a broken arm i guess he's he used the windmill to power the bellows so that this blacksmith could continue on with his daily job so he wouldn't have to lose business sure because that's what macgyver does cool so macgyver needs a spare wagon to pick up supplies Mm -hmm. at the last chance gulch Mm -hmm. and bear's like well i can't really let you borrow any of the ones that i had because milton wilt bozer took the last ones but i'll tell you this i'll offer you my personal wagon oh how's how's that sound i'll take your personal wagon i think that's great and so the story goes about the bozers is that apparently The Bozers struck it rich. Bam. They found some gold, and they've now made arrangements with Kate Murphy, who's the owner of the saloon. Kate is now bringing in two mail order brides so that the Bozers can get married and live it, live it rich for the rest of their lives. Sounds great. Awesome. So they hear the stagecoach come on outside, and MacGyver and Bear, Bear's the name of the broken arm dude, mm. they go out to greet the mail order brides. And the two women get out. It's Maria and Jenny. What? Shocking. What do you know? <laughs> How's that happen? And Milt and Wilt are just, they really dumbed them down for this episode. Oh, yeah. They're total idiots. They're just like, well, hey, ladies, how are you, you guys? Want to come over? Like, they got the, like, like, the gropey hands coming out. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Uh, come give me a kiss. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Yeah. <laughs> you guys want to come give the bozers a kiss? Like, <laughs> that would have been great, though, if that's how they talked the whole episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, so they're, like, pretty excited to get <laughs> So they're really excited to get married, but Kate Kate Murphy is like, just slow it down a little bit, guys. All right, and okay. they're like, they're like, no, we don't want to refuse. We want them women. <laughs> and so MacGyver and Bear like subdue them. Like Bear throws one of their heads in a um, a bucket of water, horse trough. MacGyver like just drops one of them to the ground. Yep. And the Bozers, they get up and they they yell at Kate, and they're like, listen, we paid you in advance, and we want our brides, or we want our money back. And uh, it's very clear that Maria and Jenny are wholeheartedly unwilling right. to which go is, anywhere with the Bozers. Which is really weird. <laughs> and because your mail order brides aren't isn't that your job? Right. And regardless. then they, they were you know they already were paid. It's just it's a weird situation. The whole mail order bride thing for me is just odd. It is very bizarre. So Murphy decides. Well, I guess if you're not going to go with them, and we're not going to give them their money back, yeah. we might as well get you girls out of town. 
So let's go to the train station and uh, we'll get you guys out of here. And okay. so, so MacGyver comes over and he's like, listen, the, the nearest train station is actually Last Chance Gulch, which just so happens to be where I'm going. Oh, okay. So let me escort these women. Let's go. Yay. <sighs> but there was someone in, was waiting and listening to our entire conversation, right? An informant by the name of, I feel like his name was News. <laughs> Honest to God, I think his name was News, but I wasn't paying attention enough. And the thing is, I don't care. So let's call him News, okay. if that's really what it is. I think that's what they said. News was listening to the whole conversation about how MacGyver's going to take them down to Last Chance Gulch, and he's like, i got the last wagon, this and that, and this and that. I'll help you guys get down there. Right. And so MacGyver and the women, they, they leave one way. News gets up and runs to his horse, and we, we get this quick montage of him like, riding the horse really fast. There's too. a lot of wasted time of horse riding montages. Absolutely. Like, way too much horse riding montage and um, soap on naked women, too. Mm, but we'll, we'll, we'll get there. So, so News rides out to a bar or a saloon called The Hole in the Wall. And The Hole in the Wall is occupied by some old familiars. We've got uh, Sundance Kid. Mm-hmm. Jesse James, Billy the Kid, uh, this guy named Kid Curry, mm-hmm. and they're hanging out there with some other outlaws. And some random banjo playing guy. It's some, God, he shows up every couple minutes. Ding, 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 just want to smash that banjo over his head. Yep. So Kid Curry and, and Murphy apparently have like a history together, and so Kid Curry wants to get <clears throat> the gold back that Kate stole from him. Yeah. And she stole the money from him to set up her saloon. And so one of the other outlaws starts like taunting Kid Curry, like <laughs> he, he stole your gold. <laughs> yeah, just, just stole your gold just as easy he, she, as he stole your wound. <laughs> Kid Curry shoots him. <laughs> yeah, right in the chest. He just shoots him right in the chest. Well, the guy was asking for it because his character was just unbearable. Absolutely. So <laughs> bang, Ugh. and he's gone. So Kid Curry decides that he's going to ride out to Last Chance Gulch mm. to track. Murphy down mm. and get his gold back. Mm. And he takes, I think he takes Sundance with him, but I don't care. So it's fine. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> he takes one of the other guys with him. So now three we get other, two other guys. That's true. Two, two or three other guys. So we run. So we, we come back from commercial and MacGyver and the women are on the road in the pouring rain and they come across um, a snake oil salesman. Yes. Looks a lot like Pete Thornton. Suspiciously like Pete Thornton. He's got a paper-thin mustache. But his accent was entirely different. It really, really was. No, this was Dr. Destiny. <laughs> Dr. Destiny. Dr. Destiny is a, is a snake oil salesman. He's, he's kind of a creeper. He, uh, <laughs> a little bit. When MacGyver introduces himself, or one of the women says something to MacGyver, uh, Dr. Destiny go- says to him, Oh, MacGyver, your reputation precedes you. You're the man who doesn't carry a gun. Ooh. MacGyver's like, yeah, that's right. Mm. And then he like kind of like moves over to Maria and offers her like a free fortune telling and starts like reading her Just palm. Just grabs her hand. Yeah, starts reading her palm and he's like, oh, I see you're fleeing a dark secret from your past, but you'll find a strong champion to defend you from the coming danger. And she's like, this this isn't right. This is crazy. And yanks her hand away and she's like, oh, don't listen to me. Not, it might not be true. I don't know. Right. <laughs> and so Dr. Destiny walks back to his, to his carriage and he pulls out a, a bottle, um, like a little nip. Looks like a little nip-sized yeah. bottle. And he hands it to, to MacGyver and he goes, this is a bottle of my best iron tonic. And he's like, oh. Okay, cool. Just for you. Just for you. All, all I could think of it was like Lady Gladriel giving giving Frodo like the light <laughs> yes. of the even star. Yes. It's like, this is for you. Use it in the most darkest times. <laughs> That's kind of what it was. <laughs> He's like, use this to oil up your gimp mask, MacGyver. 
Wait, uh, wait. Oh, uh, oh, that's my gimp mask. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I get confused sometimes. He's like, he slams the carriage shut and rides off. And the whole fast. time, Pete's got, he's wearing like his top hat, but he just he pulls like a, a lever out of the top hat and a gimp mask folds out of the front. <laughs> oh, my God. That would have immediately elevated this into a level that I don't. Oh, my God. Because it's MacGyver's dream. What if he was dreaming of Pete wearing that mask? Because honestly, if you guys have seen our Instagram page, you've seen the picture I posted of Pete in the gimp mask. That'll haunt your dreams. Seriously. That'll yeah. mess your dreams up for a long time. <laughs> so so the Bozers try to track down these women. They're like like looking around. They I think they see they see a, the campfire, right? Don't they see well, a fire? See, they're like they were here last night, or and they they it's all been it's been wetted down and it's dried out. They left early this morning, right? I'm like, okay, all right, fine. And so, so already a day has passed, exactly, because yeah. And so Kid Curry and, and his gang ride up in front of him, and and uh, news the stupid informant. Um, he had told Kid Curry about the Bozers and how they have this gold mine. Mm. And um, Curry forces the Bozers basically. is like, you guys are going to come along with us. Mm-hmm. You're going to help us find these women. And then you're going to show us where your gold mine is. Yeah. They kind of just force them on at gunpoint. So yeah. you, then this is when you start feeling bad for the Bozers in a way. Because they're like, yeah. they did dumb them down so much in this episode. But then you're like, God, these guys are really getting screwed. Because weren't in... in um, Serenity wasn't one of the Bozers, or I forget which one, but wasn't one of them like the head of the town or like the mayor? Oh, yeah. Wasn't or like one he was of like a hot shot. Like yeah. he was like a real high up in the town. And then yeah. they to do to go to this was, I don't know. Geez. But you know what? Both of those were MacGyver's dreams. So that's true. Doesn't actually really matter. He can do whatever he wants in his little MacGyver brain. Lulu. Lulu would have been a better woman. Yeah. Than some of these other That's true. people speaking That's of. That's true. Um, so, okay. So, Maria or MacGyver and the women are like taking a little break. And, and MacGyver, in one of his many scenes of him just walking with a horse, <laughs> he comes across Maria taking a bath in the stream. She's completely nude, but she's obviously she's covered from behind a tree stump. And she's like flirting with MacGyver, and MacGyver's very shyly like cl- covering his eyes, like he doesn't want to look at Maria. And I'm also noticing MacGyver's dressed like completely, like overcoat, trench coat, like yeah. riding coat, all the big hat. Yeah, and she is com- na- presumably completely naked, and it's raining out. Yes, I'm like. W- w- <sighs> But Maria's completely dry. Yeah, she's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just every every ounce of this episode made my brain hurt. It was bad, and so Maria starts like flirting with him, and like at one point she offers him some soap <laughs> to clean himself, and MacGyver like gets offended. Yeah, he's like, no. Apparently, it's a pretty taboo thing for for men to shower because later on in the episode. When he says to the when when they make up that illness and he tells mm-hmm. everyone that all they have to do is bathe, they're yeah. like, "What do you mean we have to take a bath? I don't want to do that." And MacGyver's like, "I know, I know, it's pretty bad." So so <laughs> that makes me think if MacGyver's dreaming about him as a character in his own dream, having hesitancies about taking a bath, right? D- maybe he doesn't bathe. Uh, maybe he doesn't. I don't know. Maybe that's why his hair stays like that. Yeah, it's just gross and nappy. Maybe he's pulling an astronaut like. Oh God! Like test how many weeks can you go without bathing? Like that they're doing the Gemini <laughs> yes. orbits and stuff. Two weeks without you know after about fourteen days you start to go nose deaf. I was gonna say what was it? Is it two weeks and you yeah, start to lose like all sense of smell? Well, something and, like, like just yeah. Oh God! <laughs> I mean, I wonder if that would have happened because in college, I'm about to, I'm about to let you guys in on a little secret, all of you listeners here. There was a point in college. And let me tell you something. I'm a happy dude. Like there was no, there was nothing going on in my life that would have prevented me from showering. But there was a point in college, Greg, when you and I lived together. 
I went over a week without a shower. It was close to nine or ten days, and I smelled. I actually smelled pretty good. I remember this vividly because I have a scent. This is I'm going to talk about myself for a second because I have an ego. But because my hair is so short, mm. and because I always kept my goatee really tight, yeah. I could go that long, and it would still look like mm. I had kept myself clean. So, so instead of looking like you used conditioner, just the grease and oils in your hair made your hair. Or if it was winter, I would just wear my winter hats all day, <laughs> and no one would <laughs> and know. In and, and your defense, uh, I I couldn't tell our room i thought smelt great but i think it smelled we, great we too. did live together for more than 14 days we, we were sure did. both definitely nose we down. i don't think i changed my sheets more than once a semester i don't think so either. it was pretty gross so i changed my sheets when i would go home uh, at the end of, at, at, at a break absolutely. to wash them yes. and then come back. you went home more often than i did i never went home except for extended breaks so we hate this episode so much we'd rather talk about our college experience with each other oh god all right so they hear gunshots Bang, bang. Off in the background. Bang. And MacGyver runs over to investigate and comes to find out that that Curry and the other men have captured Jenny and Kate. We got your women. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they quickly capture MacGyver as well. What I love about the way that they did this was they captured MacGyver by um, putting a noose around his neck mm. and standing him on his tippy toes on a signpost so that eventually the signpost would give way and MacGyver would be hung. Hanged. Hanged it? Hanged. 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 You're right. <laughs> so they leave MacGyver alone and they ride off with uh, Jenny and Kate. And Maria women Maria has ridden off in the opposite direction. Come to find out that Maria is actually wanted for murder. Okay. Yeah, that's a quick and dirty because we don't care. Yeah. So we cut back and MacGyver is obviously running out of time and he, he takes his tied hands and he starts to pull his belt buckle around to the back. Now, you and I were confused because... It looked like he was cutting the rope, but you said he might have been using the the piece of the buckle to actually untie mm-hmm. the yeah. rope around his I hands. I think he was just using like the buckle as a pick to kind of pick at the rope. That's yes, it. exactly. Important. I think I think you're absolutely right. So anyway, so he obviously he gets the ropes out just in time for the sign to break. Mm-hmm. He grabs the rope above his head, hangs there in just enough time to pull the noose up around his neck and drop to the tremendous ground. amount of strength there. Oh, absolutely. So maybe maybe he can only do that in his dreams. He's just got superhuman strength in his dreams. <sighs> so he's free, and he starts walking down the road, fully clothed again because they didn't take his clothes. Right, they left like his trench coat, like expensive stuff that if you expect this guy to die, I would take all of his You would take his boots, take his jacket, his hat. Mm -hmm. You can sell that for a pretty penny. So he's heading down the road. He's he's heading to Hole in the Wall, which which is the the saloon. Mm. And Maria comes riding up on horseback. Apparently, Maria's been searching for MacGyver this whole time. And so it comes to find out that Maria, Maria is not the one wanted for murder, but it's her sister. Because apparently Maria's brother-in-law attacked Maria. Maria's sister came home, killed the brother-in-law, mm. assuming killed her. Maria's sister killed her mm. brother-in-law. And rather right. than let her sister take the blame, Maria took credit for the murder and she ran. Right. And MacGyver pretty quickly like accepts the story and they both together uh, head for the, headed for the hideout. And you've said, so if she ran away... How did she become a mail order bride? <laughs> no, right? Why did she become a mail order bride? <laughs> like, I guess they don't do much research into who these people are. I guess not. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So back in the Hole in the Wall saloon, Jenny and Kate, um, rather than actually being kidnapped, they're being forced to serve drinks, clean the saloon. Um, basically, be, these boys are like groping them whenever they can get yeah, the opportunity to do that. And um, the men, the guys, uh, Curry and Sundance and all the guys, force the Bozers to reveal where the gold is by basically telling the Bozers what they're going to do to them if they mm-hmm. don't. He says, like, I'm going to blow your kneecaps off first, then I'm going to do this. <laughs> so, and so it was pretty quick. He's gonna, I'm going to shoot you in the middle of the head, and then I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And so then the Bozers like, oh, it's down in Devil's Bluff. Yeah. You go down and go over the hill, and then you go around the corner, and it's about 20, 25 yards down there. Exactly. And so... Kid Curry and Sundance lock the Bozers up in a shed, and then they head off to get the gold. Now, MacGyver and Maria, who are on the outskirts of town, realize now they can go in because no one else in that saloon is going to recognize them because mm-hmm. everyone who recognizes them has now left to go yeah. find the gold. Yes. So MacGyver and Maria head into the saloon, and they claim that Jenny... Come on in! We want to talk about anything but MacGyver. <laughs> hey. My wife just got home from rehearsal and Hi everyone. Hey, this is more interesting than the episode that yeah. my wife just walked through the door. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um so MacGyver and Maria, they head into the saloon and they all start like they stop short and they look at Jenny and they're like, Don't go anywhere near don't touch her. Don't go anywhere near her and they're like, Well what are you talking about? <laughs> and they're like MacGyver says, Oh, you you don't know? Uh she she brought down an entire group of men once. And they're like, what are you talking about? What did she do? She has a highly contagious and highly social. lethal social disease. Oh, boy. They're like, well, and so one guy pulls a gun and MacGyver's like, no, <laughs> don't do that. You'll spread it everywhere. Yeah, killing her is going to spread it everywhere. Well, they're, well, how are we going to fix ourselves? And I'll just take them. I'll take them <laughs> all. Said MacGyver, I'll just take them all. And, um, the other woman, I can't remember her name. Uh, Maria was like, well, um, you, you boys are just going to have to bathe yourselves and get yourselves really, really clean. And that's when they're like, what What? what do you mean? We're going to have to bathe ourselves. MacGyver's like, I know. I'm sorry you're going to have to do that, but it's the only way to save yourself. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, um, I, I'm not saying much because I don't have anything to say. That's fine. So MacGyver almost convinces them to take a bath, but freaking news the informant douche shows up i thought they were already all the way down whatever i don't care he was okay cool so (laughs) they they lock macgyver up with the bozers now the bozers they admit to macgyver like um so remember when i told you we sent them down to the gold mine um we don't have a gold mine (laughs) we don't have a gold we have a gold mine we um we found a prospector who'd been killed by a bear and we took his gold and we were just really hoping that the townspeople would love us again. Well, well, wouldn't it be funny if there's just a weird crossover that it was what's his name, uh, Leo's character from The Revenant, <laughs> and he actually wasn't dead? <laughs> oh God! He bursts through the door. <laughs> <laughs> his arms just like hanging out of the. <laughs> 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 then, uh, then uh, what's her name from the last episode shows up? Um, Which one? Big Mama. Big Mama shows. She just up. kicks the door and all oh, you. Stay up. <laughs> oh God! So the Bozers ask MacGyver for a chance to atone for their sins. I'm going atone for my sins. <laughs> and MacGyver cuts him free, 
And then using a the barrel of a rifle, he blows a rock at a nearby wagon to like draw the guard's attention. I know, right? And you then uses a branding iron to go like out and over the door and slip the bar on the other side out. Mm-hmm. They open the door. They knock the guard out on the other wagon. Mm-hmm. MacGyver goes to get the women. He sends the bozers into the cabin to kind of convince the outlaws that MacGyver escaped. And he's going after the women. And he kind of like convinces them to come outside with him. So MacGyver, at this whole point as, as this is happening, MacGyver has gone under the hole in the wall mm. floor. Yeah, under like the under the whole cabin. Right, and he's tied a he's tied a piece of rope around the cabbage cabin's porch support around the cabbage, the cabbage supports, all, all the cabbage that they're growing under the hole in the wall. <laughs> and then he ties the other end to a horse. Now, what I love about this is that you see MacGyver go under the floor. Mm. At the same time that these two guys are coming around the corner on a horse, there's no reason why they shouldn't have seen him go under the saloon floor. I don't know floor. if he actually went underneath it. I thought he just ran around the back to climb up on the roof. Oh, maybe he did. I thought I saw him go under the roof. I don't, the, I don't know. I don't care. Nope. <laughs> so all the men go inside, and uh, a few minutes earlier, a MacGyver had found some, some pine cone chips. <laughs> yes. And so he soaked all of these pine cone chips in... Um, Dr. Destiny's Iron Gimp Tonic. (laughs) (laughs) The Iron Gimp. And he drops them down the chimney into the fire, which causes them all to explode. This weekend on Sunday night, watch Peter Thornton as the Iron Gimp. (laughs) (laughs) And all he does is stand in the corner and lick the inside of his Gimp mask. (sighs) Peter Thornton as the Iron Gimp in the octagon, <laughs> fighting Brock Lesnar. <laughs> wow, you pulled that one out. Good for you. I'm impressed. Oh, so the pinecone chips go off like gunshots, and all the guys just like do like a weird tap dance around the room. They're like, and they're like firing out the windows because they think someone's attacking them. And so the women escape, and I love this at the end. They're like, oh, guys. All the women escaped. We gotta go get them. I'm like rounding up like farm animals. God almighty. God, I hated this episode. So Curry and the others, they get out there. They break down the door and they see MacGyver and Maria riding off. And as they ride off, the rope that MacGyver had tied to the supports pulls out and then pulls the porch down on top of the men. Right. And buries Curry and his men under a pile of wood. Yeah. And we but none to- of them are like hurt. They're right, but we never see them again. Set. I think it would be funny if MacGyver had tied that o- other rope as opposed to the saddle on the horse, right. tied it to the horse's tail. thought it was a nice throwback to season one when he did that to Axminster. Oh, that's right. In the abandoned town he when pulled he pulled the, the supports down and crushed Axminster under all the wood. Oh, Axminster. I miss Axminster. Oh, I wish Axminster was in this episode. <sighs> Dead. We've been using that clip. Those are dead. I love it. So good. So okay. So here we are. We're at the finale. So Kate, Jenny, and Maria are getting ready to leave. I think they're going to California or something. Who cares. Kate has hidden all of the gold in a secret compartment. She actually ends up giving the Bozers back all of that gold, but the Bozers let her keep it to basically make a new start. No, for sorry, we put you ladies through a whole heap of trouble, and we're sorry about exactly. that. Exactly. It was, it was a nice little redemption so, you know, for they, the Bozers. So basically, the, the money got to their heads, and they became fools. Right. And they saw the error of their ways when they were about to get sh- shot in the kneecap, then shot in the stomach, then shot in the head, and then killed. Exactly. Exactly. So the Bozers leave, which I think is great, because we know uh, we know 
that Curry, Sundance, Jesse, all the guys are still alive. Mm-hmm. They just sent the Bozers off to their inevitable death. Right. Because we assume that Curry is going to come back for them because they lied about the gold mm-hmm. and they're going to want to take them for all they're worth. Mm. But we never see that resolution and that's fine. So the women start like saying goodbye to MacGyver. You know, Jenny gives her gives him a kiss. Uh, Murphy gives him a kiss and says, I owe you one. And she leaves. Maria gives him a kiss and she starts to walk away. And MacGyver is like, stop. <laughs> he like storms over to her and like plants this really long kiss. And he's like, I want you to stay with me. I don't want you to leave. Mm. And he like he does this like two step comes around, takes his hat off, dips her and then plants another kiss on her. As we fade back to reality, when Maria is in reality kissing MacGyver in his sleep. <laughs> right. In his bed. Um, and I guess the entire night went by because she says, okay, goodbye. I'll see you later. I'm going because Peter Thornton called and I'm going to go on one more mission. Uh, and he's like, what about school? Well, that was a nice thought. But you're right. I like the adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so MacGyver's been passed out. Um, I guess the rest of the ladies have either been in his house the whole night. Right, because because Murphy had asked for Jenny to stay there. Because right. there was no room for her at the Challengers Club <laughs> so for I whatever guess reason. So she's probably still downstairs sleeping. Right. Exactly. And MacGyver, they, he gives her a kiss and he's like, listen, hey, do you remember that conversation we had the other day or yesterday about you know my commitment level and my level of readiness? And he's like, I think I'm ready to commit to a relationship with you and he kisses her one more time and maria's like listen you know what we'll have plenty of time to talk about this when i get back and she just leaves him like sitting in the bed and he like puts his hand to his lip Mm -hmm. and we freeze frame on that and that's it and i have this terrible feeling that we're never gonna see her again and we're gonna hear some story because she got killed absolutely i bet i'm just i'm waiting for that to happen i was i'm looking it up right now as we're talking i don't want to know see if maria maria romberg shows up again if she shows up again great if she doesn't it's because she probably died in a blimp accident no she's not you're shaking your head it says oh here's something interesting oh says she actually left the show after producers received loads of angry mail from female viewers who wanted macgyver to remain single and uncommitted they wrote her out Wow, they apparently there were too many people who were like, "You you already tried to do this with Nikki, and we hated her. We hated it, so they tried it again for two episodes. So so two episodes th- would this have been the second episode? This would have been her second episode because she was in the wall. So they tried to bring her in in the wall as the, as the introduction, and this would have been the why won't you commit? I'm ready to commit to you. Yeah, but too many people were like, no. She, MacGyver should be single and uncommitted so they just like they made her leave the show they they like wrote her out I bet they had a whole plan for her I'm sure they did <clears throat> I want to I want to know how they wrote her out I think it's going to be um, wow a that's formula, crazy a I was Formula expe- One crash I wasn't expecting to see that a Formula One crash by MacGyver <laughs> yeah right because he's a, he's a Formula One racer he's that's a Formula right. One racer yeah um, all right so that's oh God, that's the end of the episode now I. I struggled because I didn't really have anything positive to say about this episode. So I came up with, and now I might have to get rid of it because of what I just read about Maria. But I gave Dr. Destiny a mullet because I just thought it was really <laughs> funny watching Pete like mm-hmm. ham it up a little bit for that. I gave a half a mullet for furthering Max's level of commitment, but I might have to take it away after reading that people were like, no. <laughs> yeah, right. I might take that away. I'm going to take, um, you know what? 
I'm taking it away. So one mullet. So for I Dave. gave it a mullet. A mullet for Pete. I for, I, Doctor, for Doctor Pete. I didn't like this episode one bit. I know you didn't. One bit. Okay, you know what? Okay, I'll give half a mullet for when they showed uh, the wanted ad for, for Maria. Yep. Um, how we both thought that it was the photo that they used in the <laughs> yes, wall yes. of the uh, the computer generated advanced aged photo of her that was all like pixelated and yeah 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 and inky and bad i think that's funny maybe half a mullet for that all right i'll give know. you a half a mullet that's i fine. mean i want to give it more but i just was it was, was uninspired and just dumb it really was and upon re- a little bit of research i did find out that this is widely regarded as probably one of the top 10 worst it's terrible of the series and, uh, and unfortunately a lot of the worst show up in this next half of season six and most of seven <laughs> So. I like, I, as long as long, this was like be, this was bad because it was just bad. It was boring. I don't. I don't yeah, it was the pacing was terrible and yes. slow. And like, I don't mind a bad episode if it's entertaining. Like the last episode, Harry's Will was not a good episode, but it was hilarious. It was a it was flipping really blast it was to watch. Excellent. Absolutely. Yes. I want more of that. I would rather take goofy, over the top absurdity that mm. was enjoyable to watch yeah. than, like you said, poorly paced slowly plotted mm. nothing happens d- plotless drivel it was bad it was just it was just a really bad episode it was dried bear scat it was dried bear scat that is totally going to be the name of this episode and i love everything about it <laughs> a giant pile of dried bear scat <laughs> um you know what greg yes david are oh man are you ready to get back to the message of the week Oh, oh no, oh no, no, no! We're not going down. No, you okay? You tell me based on this if you think this is going to be a, like a like a PSA. Okay, okay. So the next episode is season six, episode nine, "Bitter Harvest." MacGyver goes undercover in order to investigate the death of a farm worker organizer who uncovered evidence against growers who use deadly pesticides. I don't know if it's a PSA, but I definitely think it's going to be like an anti-pesticide. Like, I think it is. Yeah, don't no DDT on your on your crops. Right, type exactly. Of, type no of an DDT episode. and <laughs> right, right. No DDT. So I hope that it's not going to be that heavy. Um, because also I will I will say that I'm really excited for the next our next sit down recording oh. because we'll be recording nine and ten together. Episode ten is the visitor. With the UFO. I'm so excited. That one I can't wait. We have to watch that one together. We do have to watch that one together, no questions. Oh, yes. I don't think anything's going to be as bad as watching this together because we were so disinterested. We were having conversations about everything else. Mm-hmm. Do you think but in this. The Visitor, Pete is going to make himself a tinfoil helmet? Out of the gimp mask? <laughs> with, the, with the gimp mask. With like, the gimp mask on. Yeah. He'll just put, make a tinfoil helmet <laughs> Has on this top. become our new quail running joke? Oh, God. Well, it was quail, but now it's Pete with the gimmick. It's been mask. quail for 110 episodes, and now we're two episodes in to this new round, and it's all gimpy. <laughs> all right. That's going to wrap it up for this garbage heap. Uh, this was episode 112. If you liked what you heard about this episode, and it was a quick one, I got to tell you. I'm going home. Let us know on Facebook at Champa and Climb Blow Your Mind. Find us on Twitter at BlowYourMind14. You can find us on Instagram at ChampaKline. You can email us at LetUsBlowYourMind at gmail.com. What are you laughing at? I'm just, I'm just ready. Okay. I'm just, mm. All right. You can find us on ChampaKline.com, where not only can you find all 112 episodes of Mullets and Memories, but you can also find um, all of our episodes of our flagship series, Greg Has Left for the Night. Um, all of our shows uh, from Champa and Kline Blow Your Mind, as well as all 24 hours of our 24-hour podcast, The 1440. So... That being said, please, you could also leave us a review on iTunes if you wanted to. Five stars would be lovely to let us be more visible to other listeners. 
That would be awesome. But uh, hopefully we will redeem ourselves with the next episode. So for Mullets and Memories this week, I am your host, Dave Champa. I'm your other host, Greg Klein. Have a fantastic week, guys. Well, then maybe it's time for a